Welcome to the Love is Viral show. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider, the founder and CEO of Live Media and the creator of the Live Pocket Coach on the Apple App Store. Our premise at Live is simple. A healthier you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. Our guests include neuroscientists, therapists, professors, coaches, authors, yogis, speakers, entrepreneurs, and those who believe that a bigger, better life can be found at the intersection of mindfulness and science. Join me as we nerd out with a little bit of soul. The Love is Viral show is a live media production. Alexandra Idens believes that every child's potential is unlimited. She is the co-founder of Big Life Journal and she at the team at Big Life help children develop a growth mindset and resilience so they are prepared to face life's challenges with confidence. With their engaging and fun journals and printables kits, children develop high self-esteem and learn they can achieve anything they want out of their lives. In this episode, we discuss how to raise resilient, confident, and happy children, how a growth mindset has to start with parents, why modeling behavior is key to raising the person you want your child to become, and why apologizing to your children is so valuable. Let's dig in. Hi, this is Jeanette Schneider. Welcome back to the Love is Viral show. I'm here today with Alexandra Idens. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I um I wanted to to chat with you today because um you've created something that I think is going to help so many families and so many children. And I um am such a huge proponent of conscious parenting and working with kids to understand their feelings and to be very present with them. And you are the creator of the Big Life Journal, which I was, when I, when I went through your Instagram, I went to your website and I was looking through it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Um, and I really was hoping you could share with our listeners what the concept behind the Big Life Journal is and how you and your family came to create it. Yes. So Big Life Journal, a Big Life Journal, our mission is to help parents and teachers raise resilient children that are, um, you know, ready to face life's challenges with confidence and they're also happy and fulfilled. So whatever we wish for our children, um, you know, for them to um, achieve in life, we're kind of helping parents to do that, to help them raise um, them resilient and happy and and successful and grateful, all the things. Um, So our main um, kind of like the, the, we make tools, right? So the, one of the tools that we make are journals and we also um, have activities for children. We also have a, a very cool, fun, free podcast uh, for children. So we kind of, and now we're working on other exciting projects outside of that. So we're thinking of different types of media that how can we deliver those these important messages that we're trying to teach children in all different ways right because every child learns differently um some you know like writing some like drawing some like listening some like doing something else so um but the goal is to help our children develop the mindset right growth mindset resilient mindset mindset of, of abundance mindset of gratitude um and understand that they are in this world with unlimited potential, right? We usually hear that we need to help them develop their full potential. We actually believe that their potential is unlimited mm-hmm. and they are, they can do as much as they want in life. They can go as high as they want to go. And it really depends on their mindset, you know, how they think about the world, how they think about themselves, 
um, how they think about their capabilities, right? They're like what they're capable of their, um, you know, abilities and, you know, how much they can do. So all of that kind of like them thinking about themselves in the world, that's what we're trying to, to help them with. I love that. I love it because, um, and I've noticed that that's starting to leak into classrooms over the last couple of years. Um, when I first put my daughter in school, I didn't see it. And then suddenly like second and third grade, I'm seeing like growth mindset charts on the wall. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because these are things and tools that we were putting into practice with her from a very young age. But the idea that they're starting to become a more mainstream conversation. And I, I'm sure that has to do with the fact that there's more adults who have come towards the idea of, of self-development, right? That whether it's through yoga or meditation or conferences, classes, what have you, it's becoming kind of more of our language. And I think so many people see the benefits of incorporating it into their own lives. So I'm curious from your perspective, with you and your husband, I know that you um, experienced the benefits of a growth mindset first and decided that you wanted your son um, to to be raised in that way, but weren't really seeing the tools out there. So I'm curious for for you and your husband, what happened? What was the what was the path, and what was that kind of click light bulb moment where you're like, we got to do something for kids? Yeah. So my husband and I were um, are uh, kind of a personal development junkies for a very long time. So we have attended tons of seminars, tons of courses. When we didn't have kids, we had time. We lived outside of New York City, so we had kind of had access to all these different things. And uh, we read so many books. I mean, we were obsessed with audiobooks. And um, so it was, for me personally, and for him, I guess, it was a very long journey uh, of transformation of our own mindsets because none of us were to be honest, born with, raised with a growth mindset because our parents just didn't have that information. I mean, this is all very new mm-hmm. and they didn't have internet. They didn't have access. They just didn't know. So, um, you know, us growing up and being, you know, kind of punished for mistakes and failures and, and kind of being told that the world is scarce and you have to kind of like get your share. And, you know, um, so it, it was all these things there, all these messages that we've been receiving when growing up, like we kind of had to like shed them off mm-hmm. and re wire our brains literally with new information and new practices. And we have implemented tons of new practices with him. Like when, uh, what really helped us, one of them was um, one of the um, things that Tony uh, Tony Robbins recommends is to do gratitude walks. And once we, those are where transformation, like you literally go on a walk and we did it every single day. Him and I, my husband and I, after work, we would come home, we get, you know, dressed <laughs> And go for a walk and we'll walk around the neighborhood and talk about things that we're grateful for today and in the future. Like literally, we would just say, we're so grateful that we have this amazing, you know, business or, or house or whatever we wanted, right? So we're just talking about things and kind of like wiring our brains for, you know, this is the world of abundance. This is like, we need to be grateful for what we already have. And, and there's so much opportunity and there's unlimited potential for all of us. And so like we were just creating these practices to rewire our brains essentially. And then when we got pregnant, um, you know, we said, okay, well, how about we just raise our children that way? Right. So we don't have, they don't have to go through this 10 years of transformation (laughs) on their own. All the painful deep work. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So what, how can we 
translate all these complex, you know, concepts to our children? Like, how do you explain to them growth mindset or, you know, why resilience or failure are important? And that's why we said, okay, well, let's create something because he and I were very much um, entrepreneur spirits and we have build a few ventures together in the past so uh we said okay well let's make it like it was such a no-brainer for us we decided okay let's make something and we're going to use it for our children without children and we're going to see if other parents are interested for us it was very much about you know making sure that we have the tools that we need to raise our children the way that we saw okay this is the path to success and happiness having that mindset um, you know, and having the, the right thoughts in your head, so to say. So that was the reason why we created it. I love it. And it's, it's so, it's beautiful. I mean, all of everything that I've seen is really beautiful. Um, and I think these tools are so important for children to have in their vocabulary, like straight off the bat, like you said, like not having to go back through the work, but instead to really kind of be raised around these, these concepts. And you guys started like a, a Kickstarter campaign, didn't you? Um, yeah. and I know now that you're doing incredibly well, um, and lots of schools and do you work with, with guidance counselors or kind of learning centers? I saw something about homeschooling. The reason I'm asking is because I'm worried about kids right now, um, especially during COVID. I mean, everything that they've already experienced with peer pressure and school and, and social media and all of the different things that come at them. And that's why I think it's so important for us to communicate with them. But now there's this extra layer, right? And depending on where you live in the country, some kids are going back to school, some kids are being homeschooled. It's almost like suddenly we have all of these little pockets of kids. And the Wall Street Journal just published an article yesterday, I believe it was, about how adolescent girls are feeling the loneliest and most anxious they've ever felt before. And so I'm curious, like what you guys are doing from your perspective to help those who surround the children to make sure that they're supported. Yeah. So we are uh, certainly aware of that <laughs> um, because we do have a pretty close and, and large community and one of, you know, how, and we communicate with our community all the time, all day, every day through Facebook group, our private Facebook group has hundred thousand people, uh, over hundred thousand people. And that constantly talk about this thing so we see the messages we see, see the comments and questions so we know and we are parents all of us are parents right on the team so um so certainly we are aware and what we're doing is uh, we're creating a couple different things to support parents in our community um and you know starting from like free resources to helping uh teachers fundraise um uh, on donor, you know, different platforms to fundraise for online learning funds to purchase the resources that we have, right? And then create online classrooms. We're working on lesson plans, and lesson plans would be um, in created in mind with, with those things in mind, right? So they're probably going to be taught online, or they're going to be taught in a like small group environments in like a learning pod environment or whatever, a homeschooling environment. So. Um, and we're also working on some other exciting things like uh, making, you know, kind of like video lessons, right? Or things like that. So um, we are moving in the direction of a new normal. <laughs> and uh, I mean, all, and even if schools open in the fall or in August, I mean, we don't even know how long they're going to stay open for, right? Um, so it might, 
you know, be only for a month or two, whatever. So we don't know, right? So, and a lot of parents are anxious and and they don't want to even, you know, su- subject their kids to this and they keep them at home. Uh, but again, like children, um, yeah. So how do we help our children with a mindset in these difficult times when they're feeling lonely, alone, and can't communicate with their friends and they think all they think about are the things that they cannot do, right? Mm-hmm. Um and the birthday parties that I'm missing out and the, and you know, the, all the things, right. So it's, and you're trying to explain to the, to them, like, this is the situation, but like, again, um, and come, coming from their own perspective, you can understand how frustrated they are. Right. So they're friends of this, they're friends of their world, right. They're, they're losing their world. So, um, how can we as parents, right, help them with their mindset and help them notice the things that they cannot, that they can do to explain things like circle of control. Like we always talk about that, like things we can control, we cannot control. How do we find, how do we look on the bright side? How do we find the things that we can be grateful for? And like, educating them about you know um and having those like family meetings and talking to them about these things and involving them in the decision so maybe they're not going to decide whether or not they homeschool or not but they could help you decorate their learning space right so giving them a little bit of sense of control in their life um so all these things that we're kind of like putting together with the help of professionals and you know um, so that we can give those tips to parents and say, okay, so this is the list of things. It's not going to be perfect. You know, situation will never be perfect at home, but at least you can help your child, right, in this difficult time. Yeah. No, I saw the circle of control. I hope that that was brilliant. It's something I'm going to download for my daughter because I think that's one of the things they're looking for right now is they're looking for some sense of control, some sense of normalcy. And her father and I have always been fantastic about sitting down with her and being like, here are the decisions that we're making. We want your input. And we've let her lead them a lot of times. Um, But because of what's happening with COVID and our concerns, it's like the parents had to trump her her desires, but we had to have this really rich conversation about the why behind it and what we could look forward to. And I think that's one of the things, I think as a parent, it's like, it's so hard and it's so painful because we're trying really hard to navigate business and quarantine, depending on where you live in the country, right? Um, As well as having children at home and supporting them with their emotional needs. And it's it's almost like your heart breaks a little bit when you're having these conversations with them. Because I, as a parent, I'm like, how is she going to remember this? Like when she's older, like, is this going to be something where she remembers all of our conversations and connection this summer? Or is she going to remember being very sad? And that kind of weighs on me because I'm like, this could be a summer where this girl learns resilience and she learns so much, or it could be a summer that really kind of shapes her from a traumatic, you know, kind of perspective. Yeah. But I I think, I mean, we need to remember that it's okay to be sad, right? Um, So having those kind of emotions, I mean, there's nothing bad about those emotions and it's okay to be, feel lonely. It's okay to be, to feel, to feel sad and disappointed and frustrated. So being with, we don't need to prevent those emotions from our children. Like they need to, they, what we can do is to be there with them as they're going through them and provide, you know, let them know we are here, you know, and it's okay. The you just you go through this this is part of human experience right so um we don't 
always, we're not happy all the time. We don't need to be happy all the time or meant to be happy all the time. It's okay to cry and release it. And, and, you know, sometimes like, that's what you need to do. Like you just say, this is the situation and this is what we're going through. And this is the best for our family. And this is to keep our, ourselves safe. And yes. And every, any emotion is welcome. You know, tell me how you feel. You're upset. You're sad. I understand. And I'm here to listen. So it's not necessarily preventing those things. It's just, you know, and that's how they build emo- emotional resilience, right? Yeah. And they will, there will be so many disappointing situations in their lives. I mean, this is not <laughs> the first and the last one. Like this is just giving them tools to go through difficult times, right? And this is a great opportunity to build resilience from that perspective. Like we don't need to make it better necessarily. We just need to coach them through these times and give them the tools and give them the support, the emotional support and how to manage those emotions through journaling, through art, through music, through like find, help them find, um, you know, ways to uh, maybe meditation, like different things. So there's are the tools that could help them for their entire lives throughout their lives to manage difficult times when you're not around and when they're alone. But then imagine like 10 years down the road when they're facing something difficult like that, they already know, okay, so that helped me 10 years ago, right? I could do it again. Um, so I think it's a great opportunity for us too, because in the end of the day, a lot of us have been raised in, in kind of like, you know, in the environments when we didn't have hardships, like Mm -hmm. serious hardships. Right. And, um, unless you're, you know, from a third world country or an immigrant or some sort of situation that you had, or maybe some difficult situation at home, you were probably kind of like a, a, just a, a, a pretty well, um, you know, the environment was very pretty stable and everything was comfortable. So, you know, not, not a lot of us are kind of capable of uh, facing these difficulties and don't know what to do, right? So even adults don't know what to do, how to handle themselves, <laughs> right? So this is a great opportunity to me to kind of like coach our children through this and help them and give them tools and let them know this is okay. This is part of life. Life is not always that easy. And things happen like that and you can't control them. What you can control is how you respond and what you do to make yourself feel better, right? Not only is Live Like a Life Coach in your pocket, but we have coaches in 3D as well. With our most recent upgrade, you can sign up for one-on-one coaching with a person on the phone who will hold you down, hold you accountable and offer you perspective as you build your big, bad, beautiful new life. Apple users can sign up for our Premium Plus plan through the app or check out our next level and mastery options at loveisviral.com forward slash coaching. Android users, we haven't forgotten about you. Live Coaching is available to you as well. Just reach out to us at dearlive at loveisviral.com and we'll fill you in on all the ways Live can create with you. Live Pocket Coach, welcome to your life. That's interesting. I, I love that because I think I think of it personally. I'm like, this is helping me build resilience as a leader, right? And then, but sometimes it doesn't always, you don't always think about that with your child. Like we're having the conversations, but um, I love that. One of the things that we did before pre-COVID is that she would ask to do role plays where we would role play difficult scenarios in the future so that she would know what to do if I wasn't there. 
And so I kind of love that. It's kind of like marrying those two scenarios where we're like, okay, well, we're in a situation where we're having the opportunity to build resilience and there'll be experiences where I won't be there in the future. I'm curious from your perspective, like what kind of feedback are you getting from parents who are using uh, your tools with their children? Well, it really depends. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the child. It depends on what kind of tools they're using. We have a great like range of diff- different things. Uh, we started with just focusing on growth mindset and we kind of expand it to other things like even like kindness and and making a difference in your community and gratitude all these things so it really depends on what you um you know what what your child like where they are right you got to meet them where they are and um so I mean, we have seen a lot of transformational stories. So people reach out to us all the time and say, no, you know, this is the best thing that happened to my child. What we do like to um, um, always point out that there are different things that we offer that not necessarily you have to buy, right? So there are things like podcasts, and this is a great, like, storytelling um activity like way for your child to learn through storytelling right so the podcast is fun is interesting it's funny it's um entertaining and then it delivers the same messages essentially like teachers about the growth mindset resilience and teaches them about learning from their mistakes um so you know you can start with that and see you know how your child likes that how they respond to that um and then you know kind of you know go from there but at the end of the day, um, you know, working on your own mindset is number one thing. Um, and you can, you know, give them all the tools in the world. But if your own mindset, kind of like the way that you speak with your child and the way that you praise them, the way you talk to them, the way you treat them, the way you let them express their emotions or not express their emotions. I mean, this is the most critical thing in parenting anyway, right? So, um you can't just give them the, the journal and then go in the corner right. and be mad. <laughs> like you need to actually work on your own stuff too. <laughs> exactly. You need to okay. work on your own stuff and, um, and on your, on your own mindset and parenting is such a, it's such a difficult <laughs> job and you learn every single day and your teacher, it feels like your child is your number one teacher in, the, in life. Right. Um, so you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about your emotions, what you're like the, your, your frustration tolerance levels, <laughs> right? Um, and so you learn about yourself and then you kind of, you know, to learn the tools, right? So we provide a lot of parenting support in terms of like parenting tips and, and parenting advice that we feel like, you know, how to respond in this different certain situations. Like if your child is very frustrated and upset, they have made a mistake or something like that. What do you actually do? Like, what do you say? Um, and there are certainly different kinds of parenting. You know, there's a parenting in the moment and there's parenting out of the moment. So there's a long-term parenting, the short-term tri- tips and tricks, right? So we always make sure that we cover both and say, okay, so in the moment, here's a tip for you to say, but then outside of the moment, like this is what you should be focusing on, right? Yeah. So kind of... Um, yeah. So I mean, well, I love that because it's like getting out of that automatic mind. Cause I think that's what a lot of times parents we do is, and this is when I realized like, I need to watch the way I parent my child is I would just spew out stuff that my parents had said, <laughs> like we would be in a situation. I'd be, I'd say something and I'm like, I don't even believe that that's not even correct. Right. It's just, you're dampening the situation. And this happened when she was very young. She was able to ask questions like a two that 
she'd come home from preschool and I would be like, how do I feel about this situation? Like she'd ask me questions where I'd have to pause and think about it because whatever was automatic wasn't going to help her long-term, right? And so I think that's when I started really taking a step back, but it was me working on my own understanding of the world and what had been shared with me through messaging and what I actually wanted to utilize to build her worldview. Um, cause, and, and even through, I have to tell you, even through COVID being home with her is really funny because it's made me understand my mom a little bit more. You know, my mom was a stay at home mom with two kids and I, she wasn't a very fuzzy person. Um, she actually is, um, and has struggled with alcoholism my entire life. And so she would clock out, like she would like hang out with us in the morning and then she would drink for the rest of the day. And then we were kind of on our own. And there are days here where I'm like, we probably were a lot for her and she did not have the tools. And so it was, it's, it's kind of creates a little bit more understanding, but recognition also that you have to be more conscientious of your own kind of parenting. I love that you offer those resources. I think it's so incredibly valuable because sometimes parents, we're just, we're trying really hard. It's like an entire experiment. You're building, you're building a little person's entire, the way they look at the world, the way their relationships will look. Um, and I think it's really funny when you look back, you know, and you don't necessarily want that same relationship that you had with your parents. Oh, for sure. I mean, like you learn so much about your parents, but at the same time, like I agree with you, like we need to give them a lot of and, uh, compassion and grace and and understand that um, they did not have this information. They did not have access to this. And uh, I mean, even uh, like uh, we learn every single day with all this access and, and, and books and, uh, and podcasts and everything. And then you learn every single day. Um, the other thing is, you know, a lot of, well, some parents or uh, many parents get frustrated, upset with themselves, thinking that they have ruined their children. Like, you know, they have said something in the past or they've been doing timeouts and now they realize the timeouts are not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, you know, devastated thinking, okay, so what have I done to my child? There's, you know, um, but at the same time, like you need to understand that children are very resilient and, um, you know, and you can always, always like change your approach and have a conversation with your child and say, Hey, well, this is what we were doing before. Mommy thought that was the right thing to do, but then I learned some things and I realized that was not the right thing to do. And this is what we're going to do from now on. And having that open conversation with your child and, and kind of, you know, saying, um, so that no, they, you know, cause they've sensed the change right, right away. So any kind of change for children it needs to be explained. So, um, yeah, so don't get too hard on yourself thinking that whatever you've done in the past might have, you know, created irreversible damage. <laughs> That's funny. I Well, I feel very strongly, and I'm curious to see how you feel. I think you should apologize to your child if you've lost your temper or if you've done something wrong. And I've, I've had people tell me, like, you should never apologize to your child. You're the parent. And I'm like, I don't know that I would want that kid to be my in my relationship later. Like, I, I could only imagine when they're in a relationship where if they have a child, how that kind of mindset. So what's your perspective on, like, if you need to adjust, would you apologize to your child? Yeah, I, th- I think we, we need to be the person we want our child to become, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you said, so um, modeling is number one parenting technique, and they will always do what you do. And not only you should apologize 
uh, to your child that you sometimes need to apologize for your child. So let's say like, you know, what we don't necessarily recommend is and is forcing your child to apologize to, let's say, another child. Uh, but let's say instead you could be their voice and say, well, it looks like you can't find the words right now and I'm going to do it for you and this is how I do it. So, um, and you do it in front of them and say and apologizing for them, right? So it's, and it's such a, um, you know, kind of like, you can't model enough. Like, so whatever you want them to do or to be or become, this is what you demonstrate, right? So um, having the humility, having the, comp- the compassion for yourself and for others, um, admitting your mistakes. I mean, all these things, we need to model them all. Yeah, I um, I love that. I've also considered that in even husband-wife relationship, modeling what you want a relationship to look like. So if there are certain conversations um, that should be had in front of the kids and certain conversations and tones of voices that can be had outside of that environment. Um, very aware of, of that as well because I'm raising my daughter. My partner has a, a nine-year-old girl as well. And so we're very aware of the fact that we are raising two young women and we want to make sure that when they go into the world, their friendships and relationships are strong and healthy. Um, so there's been conversations that we've had where we're like, hey, like certain things like we're not going to say in front of them, you know, and and know um, there are certain things that my, my partner does to make sure that they see how a man respects or treats a woman. And we do it purposely so that they can actually see like a strong um, influence and interaction between a man and a woman rather than, um, I feel like so many parents back in the day, they didn't have the resources. They didn't have the support. So they just worked out of their wounds. Right. And they were maybe patriarchal or gender, um, gender biased. And over time, it just, it kind of has gone down family to family and we live in a very different world. So I had a friend ask me one time, they were like, isn't it a lot of work to be a conscious parent? Like, you have to think about everything you do. And I'm like, yeah, but then I have to deal with therapy later if I don't. So. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, the, the, the funny part about parenting is that, first of all, yes, like, the, you don't necessarily see the impact right away. And that could be frustrating because you're like, I don't even know if it's working and it's frustrating. But at the same time, like, the, the interesting part is, like, if you the more we let our children, the more we accept them as they are in their frustration and their bad, like worst behavior, the more, um, the less of that we'll get, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the future. So like we, so if we, um, and the other thing which I wanted to mention since you were talking about the partnerships, it, the, the, the relationships is that modeling conflict resolution is also very important. So mm-hmm. instead of like maybe hiding necessarily things that, you know, conflicts or, uh, what children, conflicts are in, inevitable, right? They're part of uh, human relationships and they will um, be in conflict with one person or another in their life. So what they do need is, is for us to model how do you, like, what do you do after that, after this mm-hmm. happened, right? So how do we amend that, like do, and then maybe the family meeting or conversation after, and this is what happened and we talked through it and this is, you know, um, on, or you can coach them, kind of tell them what you do with the moment of frustration. This is our, these are my coping strategies. Like when I get really, really upset, I leave the room and this is why I do it because I kind of like sit down and I count to 10 because they need to know that. Like, how are they supposed to know that? Yeah. <laughs> like, cause this is like, this is what you do. This is what help, helps you with, 
uh, emotions, right? Because it's 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 all about you know managing your emotions, managing your frustration, and uh, managing your response, right? Taking that pause in between the emotion and the response, and learning that. So, um, yeah. So so exposing them children to that is very important as well. I love that. I, and it's so incredibly valuable. Um, we don't realize how much they're absorbing and we need to be more conscientious of that. Um, I have one last question for you. Um, as I mentioned um, before we got started, the platform is called Love is Viral. My daughter actually named it. The idea, of course, is that if you work on yourself, you influence um, others and that could have a ripple, ripple effect. So from your perspective, how would you either recommend that people make love go viral or how are you and or your company doing that right now? Um, I think, I mean, we always recommend loving yourself first and foremost. Um, it's number one thing. And self-love is such a big thing in what the messages that we communicated to our children. Um, and, um, we have recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we released a pep talk, which is, is such a fun video made by children for children, where they talk to like deliver pep, a pep talk. Um, and um, they do talk about, you know, how important it is to love yourself and uh, to um, not necessarily, necessarily um, care about what others think of you and things like that. So um, that's how, you know, it all starts from, from what's inside, how you treat yourself, how you think about yourself, um, how much compassion you give yourself, like self-kindness, uh, self-compassion. And this is, you know, so important for children, especially as they grow. I mean, they, they, they are born loving themselves, right? If you talk to a very young child, the toddler, um, they just, you know, whatever they do, it's, they never even, you know, it doesn't even appear to them that they could, they could, they could be wrong or something is wrong with them, but then they, whatever, somebody said something or um, they heard something or they maybe start noticing their flaws or whatever, right? So, um, you know, they grow up and as they grow, then they kind of lose that unconditional love of themselves, right? So we always need to make sure that we love them unconditionally and they love themselves unconditionally. Um, and if we can deliver that, only the only message that we can deliver as they grow it up, it would be that that would be the most important message, I think, personally. I love that. I, can you imagine how much healthier of a of a society we would be if every kid learned how to love themselves unconditionally um, and not stayed with them? That's really beautiful. I love that. If people want to find more about your company or your resources, where can we send them? Um, they could go to biglifejournal.com and then um, you, they can look up, uh, big life kids podcast. That's the resource we always recommend. It's, it's very popular among children. And we had a, nearly 3 million downloads in say, just over a year. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and we have a support group, Facebook group, right. For parents, like I said, it's free, um, and it's private. So there's, you know, you can feel free to ask personal questions. Um, it's called Raising Kids with a Growth Mindset. So if you go to Facebook, you can find us there. Um, yeah, and subscribe to my email list because then you get our free resources every Friday. I love it. I love it. I'm so appreciative of what you and your family and your team are doing. And I just want to thank you very much for your time and for sharing some of these resources with us. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. 
Thank you so much for joining today. I love what Alexandra and her team are doing to support parents and teachers to raise resilient children with a growth mindset. And a reminder that there is unlimited potential for all of us. You can check out the Big Life Journal and all of their free resources at biglifejournal.com. They're on Instagram at Big Life Journal. There is the Big Life Kids Podcast, a Facebook group called Raising Kids with a Growth Mindset. And uh, we will actually link to a 2020 pep talk video from kids to kids and a free back to school care package. So make sure you check it out in the show notes and on our website. As always, please subscribe, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. We are always interested in content that uplifts, so if you have ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at dearlive at loveisviral.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loveisviral.media or visit our website at loveisviral.com. Apple users, don't forget to give the Live Pocket Coach a try by downloading it for free for seven days.